Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. Hello, uh, I'm John Porter, a member of the uh, Board of Directors of the South Dakota Hall of Fame. Joined here today by Peggy Shalanta. Uh, Peggy's the wife of Mark Shalanta, one of the 2022 honorees in for, for induction into the South Dakota Hall of Fame. We lost Mark much too early in life, lost him earlier this year, I think probably about age 57 or something, wasn't it? And uh, so we're going to ask Peggy to comment a lot on Mark's life, his commitment, uh, how he came about, the contributions that he did uh, for the Hall of Fame. We're also joined this afternoon by uh, Vernon Brown. Uh, Vernon worked uh, for many years with Mark at SDN Communications, so uh, he's going to reflect a little bit about things that they were able to accomplish out there and uh, Mark's uh, 23 years, I think, total uh, out there with uh, with SDM. So let's hop right into that. Peggy, uh, one of the things I think I'd like to know, because we like to use these stories and interviews as a way, particularly for youth, uh, inspiring them to be able to see a path that they can accomplish a lot of things in life. Uh, what can you tell us about Mark's background, where he grew up? Uh, I understand he moved around a little bit as a cut child, but he eventually ended up in Sioux Falls, right? For right. I, you know, he grew up primarily in Brookings, uh, South okay. Dakota. Um, he was very active there, uh, of course, going to school, but after school was filled with um, a lot of swim team practice, you know, every day, every day swim team practice. And then um, also with Boy Scouts. Um, his uh, father enrolled him in Boy Scouts and his father um, had some health issues that prevented him from being like very active outside and he knew that he wanted that for his son. So he enrolled in Boy Scouts, Mark loved it. Um, he was an Eagle Scout um, and then shortly after he made Eagle, they moved to Sioux Falls. And they started going as a junior and a senior, uh, went to Lincoln High School in Sioux Falls. So we always said that Mark knew everybody, everybody in Brookings <laughs> and everybody in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Yeah, yeah. So he continued to participate in um, swim team here and eventually uh, went to um, uh, college with a, a small scholarship for swimming. Okay. Oh, mm -hmm. that got a scholarship. I was going to yes. say, what got him down? Because he ended up going to school, as I recall, at the University of Missouri for engineering and te technology. Right. And it, you so, know, if they had a swim team, a men's swim team, at a level that he could participate in. He was not right. a Division One athlete, but he wanted to keep swimming. Oh, right. And so, and so he did. Uh, about his third semester, the dean called him in and said, Mark, you know, you're either going to be a very good swimmer or you're going to be a very good engineer, but I'm looking at your grades and I think you need to pick one or the other. <laughs> well, obviously, he must have picked the engineering he part because he, he never challenged Mark Spitz or anything uh, like he, that. He, he, did, he did pick engineering and uh, it was a good move. It was a good, definitely a career that he loved. Well, and I know he started working at a couple of jobs down in the Missouri area before he really felt the calling to right. come back up to South Dakota. His first job was at Contel in Missouri, just uh, 
outside of St. Louis in Wentzville. And uh, he, the, it eventually Contel got uh, gobbled up by GTE. So he always likes to say he's an ex-con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Oh, but terrific. So then, as I understand, in the early part of the 90s, maybe latter part of the 90s, he ended up back with uh, SDN. Right. And came up here originally, I think, more in operations planning, but it was like less than two years. You know, he met up with the former CEO, uh, Rich Scott, at some conference somewhere, and Rich Scott's like, oh, here's a talented South Dakota boy. I think I could convince him to, to come home. And, and at that point, we had two young children, and he was uh, traveling about four days of the week. And I'm like, I, I think I need you around a little bit more, <laughs> sweetheart. And he's yeah. like, oh, I have a deal for you then. How about if we move back to South Dakota? And uh, I'd like to go work for SDN Communications. And uh, that's what we did. Brought everybody up you, here, and you weren't a South Dakota. I was not. No, I no. was. I was a St. Louis girl, and I, okay. I, you know, I've said before, I left St. Louis screaming out the back window, "I'll be back!" <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it didn't take didn't take long for me to realize what a special place Sioux Falls was, yeah. and how how blessed I was to be able to raise our kids there. Talk a little bit, uh, uh, either one of you, uh, about. SDN is a little different in that it's a collection of some 16, 17 different community, municipal, private, tribal communication networks, probably all based historically on mini telephone systems, I would suspect. And so it's a question of getting them together to move into a future direction and moving away from the old copper telephone wires to fiber optic cables and developing all of that. So what role then did Mark play in all of that? Was it a process of taking something that had been started and really taking and running with it? Yeah, it, it had been started, but the growth, the incredible growth really came because of Mark's talents. He was the right man with the right talents at the right time. He was able to get, they're independent companies, and he was able to get them together to recognize that they'd be much stronger together in creating what today is a 50,000 mile fiber optic network that reaches the most rural areas of South Dakota. And uh, Mark, I, I always said he was good at herding cats. <laughs> get, I mean, he had the toughest job in the industry having 17 bosses really keeping them all satisfied, pushing them forward, and encouraging them to, to touch every corner of the state uh, with broadband technology. I know, uh, and from some of the stuff that I've read, that his work uh, with previous uh, governors in the state on trying to connect the school systems, yes. that South Dakota became one of the earliest, if not the earliest state, to get all of their schools on some type of a broadband network. Yes. Mark had made a proposal. Uh, Governor Bill Janklo was, was very interested in getting all the schools connected. Uh, Mark was in charge for our industry of getting the proposal together. He pitched it. Uh, he tells a great story about how the governor didn't uh, exactly like the number. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mark 
uh, I always said he gave the governor a good listening to. <laughs> he was new in his Yeah, we all role. did that with yes. Mangle, so. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, and then Mark talked to the board president and said, here's what happened. And uh, again, Mark was able to work with the board to make the numbers work for the governor and to get all the schools connected, the first state in the country to have all the schools connected for broadband services. That's terrific. So there was something that I read that I guess when you talk about wireless networks, and it was in Mark's write-up that really wireless networks aren't wireless. You have to connect with something, and from there it goes into cable or all of this. And I know he basically was able to get, I think, about 90 or 80% of the state under the SDN network. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, geographically. Yeah. He would first say, well, John, it's not me. me yeah. It's the member company. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> he would always, but that was part of his leadership, his humility. Um, he always wanted to give the member companies the credit first, but he, he was always good about letting it be their idea and, and helping them make all the connections to make it happen. He was, he was a good connector. He was a good human connector. He was mm -hmm. a good physical technology connector um, and always the last to take the credit. Servant leadership, that's what he was about. I do know because in my background, I worked with Avera Health, the CEO for a large number of years. And as we started to find ways to connect our facility with what we called e-care, electronic, yes. could be electronic emergency room care, consult, pharmacy, all those different things. We couldn't have found a better part. We couldn't have done it without SDN. And Mark took a strong leadership position in that. He did, and served on your board. And, and I was yeah. gonna touch on that too. You know, Mark knew a good company was one that was financially secure and doing well, but a great company is one that's involved in the community. And no one demonstrated that better than Mark Shalanta. He encouraged all of us to be involved in the community, to give back in the community. And he did it by showing, by example, um, the list of things that he was involved with in a community made SDN a great company. Talk about that because uh, as I started to work with Mark and obviously on my board for uh, some eight years and it was mutually beneficial partnership gave us mm -hmm. a lot of insight, very focused particularly on rural smaller communities which is a lot of where Avera Health was formed, being in some 40 different South Dakota communities alone out there with clinics and hospitals and everything. And so to find the right partner to do that, uh, I know was tremendous. It, you it, know, and Mark loved serving on boards for, for whatever it was because Mark wanted to know about all of those industries. He would come home and tell me about the about this the healthcare industry. He was so excited to learn all of that uh, new information, to expand his knowledge about how things really work and how they really get done. So being on that board or the South Dakota Public Broadcasting Board or the uh, Catholic Schools Board and just learning about, you know, 
How how do schools really Aren't work? Aren't you saying went to school, Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on the old Garmin board, right? Oh, very, so very it happens. So it happens. Yeah. You know, or in Boy Scouts. And just being able to make those connections, going to people's offices and saying, you know, I'm raising money for Boy Scouts or I'm raising money for uh, Forward Sioux Falls. Let's put something together. Let's make these our community better, let's make our connections stronger, let's build a better ship, and let's raise And, and, and he, Peggy, he did that in spades, because I know we took a lot of leadership from Mark, not just taking advantage of SDN and what we were doing, mm -hmm. but we eventually ended up like in 30-some states with some form of eight care, he care yeah. mm -hmm. and those weren't SDN's networks out there but he's the one that helped lead us to how are we going to set that Avera became eventually the largest individual provider of electronic medicine throughout the United States uh -huh. and a lot of that was driven by Mark's ideas of what you can do up here well you can replicate that over here you can be out in Virginia you can replicate that out there well, so, and, and he had contacts all yeah. across the country that could help make those things happen. I, I know a guy there. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you his number. I, I know a guy there. I know a guy and there. And he knew their wife and their and their dog and he knew their team and he knew their he knew he knew all of it. He loved he loved knowing people. He was just yeah. always intellectually curious. And and John, yeah, I very curious. I can't count the times even wouldn't serving on your board or other boards he loved being around other leaders like you exactly. because he'd always talk about what he'd learned from mm -hmm. leaders like you or the other nonprofit boards that he served on he was always there not only to serve but to help himself learn and grow as a leader I, I've just recently picked up on the term cloning cloning other people's ideas so he loved being on your board so that he could take those things away and implement That's them. where they went. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he cloned them. Sorry. They came back to our leadership yes. meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just taking those things, seeing other leaders, seeing how those okay. leaders are working and growing their people and interacting. It was very important to him. Let me maybe kind of end here a little bit because one of the things that always struck me about Mark, obviously very engaged serving as a boarder on our committees or this and that, always paying attention, read everything, probably understood it better than some of us presenting the material. So <laughs> he did a great job. But uh, one example that always kind of struck me is we'd have uh, three or four times a year uh, dinner for the board after a day's meetings. And uh, every now and then, Mark wouldn't be able to make it. It was right here, he lived in Sioux Falls, the dinner was in Sioux Falls. His commitment to family. Yeah. If there was mm -hmm. a family function, or if there was a scouting function, or any of that, that took priority. Once yeah. the meeting was done, the business was the done, business you get into done. the social part, it, it, yes. family just absolutely right there. So. Absolutely, it was, it was always great to see him walk through the door. He carried that yeah. through. Uh, that was an example you set for us at the office, too. Exactly. Family always took precedent, uh, and, and he made that clear often in meetings to staff. So what kind of, uh, even on the, the business side, what kind of a leader? Is he my way or the highway, or I want to hear what your concerns, observations are? How would you... He wanted to very much consensus builder. Okay. Uh, never, this is the way it is, this is the way I said it is. He'd want your feedback. 
and in my experience, always wanted a recommendation, uh, but wanted to hear everyone's feedback and wanted to put consensus together. And, and that's why he succeeded with 17 bosses. I don't know how else you could do it. And his ability to keep all the history straight. Yes. You know, who who knows what's important to each person and, and what their uh, business has done over the last 10, 20 years mm -hmm. and how they got where they were and, and figuring and all of those pieces pulled together. Yeah. An incredible memory to incredible memory. capture all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you and Mark, four sons, are they all headed to telecommunications someday <laughs> to follow in Dad's footsteps? Or? Um, we have one that's a computer scientist. Oh, works, really? Okay. Mm -hmm, works uh, at the uh, um, Los Alamos, uh, New Mexico. Oh, wow. And uh, one that's a mechanical engineer, just like his dad, and works for Excel Energy, so kind of in the same okay. area. Uh, in Minneapolis, and then uh, we have a son uh, who is uh, discerning monastic life, and a son who is would like to be a doctor. So, if you'd like to interview him next, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> we'll probably take take all of them back here at some point like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to uh, thank uh, Peggy, and I want to thank uh, Vernon uh, for reflecting on the life and contributions of Mark Shalanta. Uh, Mark is indeed a fine example, a tremendous example of people from South Dakota really reach out, make a commitment to the state, to the communities of the state, uh, to really improve where we live and what our environment is up here. So again, thank you both very much. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.